Good evening and welcome to Sportletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Oguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican. Happy New Year. Stephen, the independent thinker. <laughs> Keith, the constitutional conservative. And my cousin, Todd. Happy, happy new year. 2024, January 3rd is here and we are back live. Documents related to Jeffrey Epstein have just been released as different news organizations are combing through to see who had spent time with him and underage girls. House Speaker Mike Johnson makes disparaging remarks about President Biden for uh, during his visit to Texas today. Palestinian sources say Israeli drone kills Hamas deputy leader in Beirut, Lebanon. NFL Week 17, will your team make the playoffs and eventually go to the Super Bowl? We'll let Aguna talk about the Eagles. A CNN report says that Trump asks the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a Colorado ruling removing him from the ballot. The CFP National Championship will take a look at Michigan versus Washington and talk about how Alabama didn't win. Saudi Arabia officially joins BRICS block. Multiple state capitals evacuated due to mass email bomb threats. The U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security is set to formally begin impeachment proceedings against the Biden administration Homeland Security chief over his border policies. Senator Menendez from New Jersey is charged with receiving gifts from Qatar and new allegations in corruption scream. scheme. Claudine Gay resigns the presidency of Harvard University amid plagiarism allegations and more if we can fit it in. First up, Aguna with the Eagles. Aguna. Man, do I have to? Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay, yeah. so, um, yeah, uh, the Eagles have gone, in the last four games, they've won one. They've lost three of the last four. They lost three of the last four games, two of which to Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals, which were both teams that had weaker records. I mean, they split with Dallas. They beat Dallas earlier this year, and then they lost at home in, against Dallas away, excuse me, in Texas. So now, last week, you know, going into the game against the Arizona Cardinals, mind you, who was a three-win team, Eagles controlled their own destiny. All they had to do was win against Arizona and the Giants, who they just beat at Christmas, and they would clinch the NFC East and potentially have the number two seed. Now, the reason why the number two seed is important, uh, because right now they were fighting for the number one with San Francisco and a, as a season ticket holder, I would have gotten playoffs tickets, you know, because I at least get one home game. The number two seed would guarantee you, if you won that one home game, another one. And potentially the NFC Championship if San Francisco got the one seed and lost. So now, 
the Eagles will probably most certainly be on the road in the playoffs. Now, that doesn't mean they're completely out of winning the East. Dallas has to lose to the Commanders, who they've already beaten, but Dallas is not a strong road team. The Commanders just aren't a really good team, but, you know, it's, it hopes to dream in a world where we can dream. Maybe they'll pull off the upset. They usually play the Cowboys mm-hmm. pretty tough. Um, but then the, the Eagles also have to beat the Giants, who they barely beat on Christmas. The Giants actually came back in that game after the Eagles were up by two possessions. They came back, squeaked away at the end. They were up against Arizona. It was 20-6 to six at the half, and they couldn't pull it out in the end. And now, in the pre-show, Steve and I were talking, and he challenged me to say, okay, what is the explanation for this? A three-win team comes into your home stadium, which you had not – I mean, you were you lost to San Francisco, but that was the only other loss in that at home. The Eagles have only lost three games at home in the last two seasons. What could have possibly have gone wrong, or how can you explain the Eagles' defeat? I mean, what is the explanation for this? You got A.J. Brown. You got one of the a high-scoring offense. You got Jalen Hurts. You got a great offensive line. You got, you know, a decent defensive line. And the reason why is exactly that, the defense. All you got is the line. You don't have a secondary. It's a very young defense. You got a couple of rookies starting. I think they started Ringo. He's got his, like, third or second start out of Georgia. So these guys, the defense just wasn't there. Arizona did not punt a single time this whole game. They threw a pick six. Kyler Murray threw a pick six and they kicked two field goals. But other than that, they went down the field at will against the Eagles, who, you know, we have tackles. <laughs> you still got Fletcher Cox in there. You got Jordan Davis. You got um, uh, Carter. So you would think that they would be able to stop the run. They didn't. And the Arizona receivers, mind you, Marcus Brown, who is probably the best Cardinal receiver, wasn't even playing. They had these guys off the practice squad. These guys are bro- bagging groceries a couple months ago, going up and down the field on the Eagles like it was nothing. Now, the reason why it's clear, and this is what I – this is what I, my response to Steve. So the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon, was previously the Eagles' defensive coordinator. He got a lot of flack in Philly because they said we had a, a vanilla defense last year. And you saw during the Super Bowl they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. And he wasn't really worried about winning the Super Bowl because he was worried about the job, this Arizona job. So he had something to prove coming in here. He knew the personnel. He knew our weaknesses. He knew everything. He knew that, hey, you know, it's just a matter of time. You could dink and dunk these guys to death. They weren't playing press coverage or playing off. So it's all kind of nuances about the game that he knew that uh, Sirianni and Brian Johnson and this crate that our D coordinator just didn't know and didn't adjust. And the quintessential – changing point in the game was the Eagles got the Cardinals tried an onside kick. The Eagles recovered it inside Cardinal territory. The first down, they tried to run the ball. They got a penalty, a holding penalty. So now it's first and 20 inside the 40. So what do they do? They run the ball, right? They do two back-to-back quarterback draws with Jalen Hurts. You're trying to get your quarterback killed. Horrible play. Then on third down, third and 20, no, third, excuse me, third and 16, what do they do? They do a screen pass to Gainwell, who gets um, uh, 
our wide receiver got hurt on that same team. So it's like, so it's, it was ridiculous play calling, horrible defense, right? Even though if your offense puts up 31 points, you should win that game, but the defense couldn't stop anybody. And now we're going into the offseason. Nobody in Philadelphia has confidence in this team, only themselves. It yeah. may be a good thing that these guys are going on the road or have to win on the road to get to the Super Bowl. They need to get away from Philly. They need to get out of Philadelphia. They need to be in these hostile environments where it's only them and each other, and they can just coalesce as a team and just go. If they're going to win, if it's meant to be, they'll it will be. If they can – first, they got to beat t- probably Tampa Bay in the wild card round. More than likely, if they win that game, they'll end up in Dallas where the Cowboys haven't lost a game all year. So they have a chance to break that streak, prove themselves, and then more than likely after that, they'll go to San Francisco in the NFC Championship, which will be a revenge game for them. And it'll be it'll it will be a great Rocky story if it's pulled off. But in my Negadelphian voice, and this is my last point, Stacy, I don't see them beating I don't see them beating Baker Mayfield. I don't see them going on the road and winning these three games on the road. I know that the the Giants did it. Um Back in, I think, 2012, or no, not 2012, 2008 or something like, like that. Eight. The did it. Yeah. I think Green Bay did it with Aaron Rodgers. He actually beat Philadelphia. He beat Michael Vick, and he went on the road and proceeded to win the Super Bowl that year. If Philadelphia happens to pull this off, it will be the most legendary run in Philadelphia. It's not just Eagles history, not Sixers, Flyers, Phillies history. It will be the most the prolific run in Philadelphia, the only other thing to, to come out of Philadelphia other than this run would be the Constitution. Let's watch this video. Let's watch this video. Let me put the sound on. First down and 10. Sideline toss. Dortch again. Makes a tackle. Greg Dortch cuts it back inside the 10. Down to the 5. And it's first and goal. Who is that guy? Dorch. Is, is, is he on your fantasy team? I'm saying go. Goal. Connor again. Nose down. He's in for the Cardinal touchdown. Arizona takes the lead. James with 32 Connor, seconds Former Steeler running back. This guy, this guy ran straight through what used to be a good Eagles run defense. Mm-hmm. And so you saw in those two plays, you know, you saw off coverage. You saw no heart. You saw no, you know, there's nobody stepping up and making plays. You know, for that guy, I don't even know his name. I didn't, Nobody knew his name until last week. You know? Hey, hey yeah, Guna, when do you get Slay back? Is he coming back soon or is he gone? I don't know. He's He'll coming be back, back for the playoffs. playoffs. He'll be back for the playoffs. Who cares? Yeah, you, need, you need Slay. You need Slay. Very That's what's hurting your defense right now. Yeah, he's really good, but he can only do but so much. But look at this. You have this bum Arizona Cardinals team. Bum. And 12. They've won four games. Because look at this, Todd. Can you read, Todd? If you could read, Todd, you can see that <laughs> they won four games and they lost 12 games. And they came to Philadelphia and they beat us. So they also beat means- the Cardinals. They also beat the Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys at home. The Cowboys, you know. You know, there are a lot of Eagle fans that are holding out hope that the commanders are going to beat the Cowboys this weekend. I- hey, hey, Aguna, Aguna, the com- commoters are going to beat the Cowboys this weekend because Ron not. Rivera, 
Ron Rivera wants a new job and he will be what? I don't know what the exact number is, but he'll be 51, 49. He'll have a winning record in his whole career. So that's oh, what he wants. That's why he's going to put Bissett in there. He's going to put everybody in there. He's going to try as hard as he can. And Dallas is going to sit back, rest on their laurels. They got nothing to play for. And the Skins have nothing to play for, but to play spoiler, but to help the coach get a new job. But we don't need that. We need your draft pick. We don't need to win this game. But this is what the Redskins do because we have horrible leadership all the time. We have Ron Rivera is a horrible coach, and he's just doing this to be selfish. And we will beat the Cowboys, but in the, but the silver lining is it will help the Eagles. And, and good on you. And then you'll be able to thank me, my team, for, for helping y'all. Because no, that's man, what's going to okay. happen. You know, Bet I'm, on I'm it. Bet on the Redskins. I'm standing on the, the promoters. Okay. Huh? If I if the promoters or Redskins or whatever you want to call them, the promoters pull out the upset against them. They will. I will personally come on this show next week and thank you for that. Right. That's what I'm saying. All right, we're cool. Will, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I will thank hey. you from the bottom of my heart and yep. I our, our viewers and listeners. But that ain't gonna happen. That ain't happen. It's gonna happen. It, it yeah. ain't gonna happen. And even if by chance that the, the commanders win that game. I have very little confidence that the Eagles will beat the Giants in the Meadowlands. Hey, any given, any any given Sunday, man. Come on, you got to You can't put that kind of negativity out there. You're maybe you're the reason they've been losing lately because all of y'all Eagle fans are like so negative, and you make yourselves lose. You make it a reality. Speak positive, and then the players will hear you, and they will play positively. If I had that kind of power, I would win the lottery without you. You do. We all have that kind of power. Speak positivity, and then that will happen. Keep keep going things positive. If you say anything's everything's negative with your team, even though you'll have a winning record and you're going to the playoffs, then you just – it's all so negative on the team. You hurt – your mean, Philadelphia I, fans don't hurt don't your wrong. team by being so hard on them, even when they're don't winning. I'm very okay. happy. I'm, 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 I'm satisfied with the season. The season's been a right. good year. We've had, 12, yeah. I mean, 11 to 12 wins. A lot of teams would only dream about having a, you know, that many Us. wins. Sirianni, this is his Ooh. third time making the playoffs. He's his third year as a coach. He's made the playoffs every year. He's gone <laughs> to the division one year. He's gone to the Super Bowl right. conference. You know, so I'm not like fire the coach. I'm not saying hey, I know. Like, I know. tear down the team. I am saying that this team where it is right now is right there stuck in that neutral mediocre mode where you're not as good to get over the hump, but you're not bad either. So you're in this limbo. And what fans tend to do when you're in this limbo is they complain about everything and it's doom and gloom. And it's just, you try to set yourself up to be disappointed because you know, the disappointment's coming and you know that the team, you know, if you start believing, you start no. to say all that positive stuff, they're just going to let you down. You know, it's like y'all are scared to believe. Y'all are scared to believe, or scared to get enthusiastic because of the pain it will cause. Because you're going to be so high in your emotions that you want to stay low. So if they do bad, then you don't have to feel it as much as when they lose. That's exactly right, and we know. Yeah. Unfortunately, Absolutely. we're right now. We're in the limbo, and we're right there beside the Cowboys. The Cowboys are right there with us, and it's like you got to hear all those nonsensical delusional cowboy fans who think that their team's going to walk on water no matter what. And you know they're not a really good team, but you got to listen to them anyway because your team isn't beating them the way they should. This Eagles team has the same personnel as last year, different coordinators. Hmm, I wonder what's changed. It's that go get itness that 
put them over the top. They won a lot of close games, but they also lost a couple close games to some bad teams. So you're like, okay, you're happy about the season, but you realize that, hey, you know what? We're not a good team. We're not playing good football. And we know that teams right now, late in December, going into the playoffs, they need to be focused in making this type of run. Now, I did see an interesting stat. Now, go that where the 2012 Baltimore Ravens, they actually won in overtime, and then they proceeded to lose three of their last four games. And what did they do that mm-hmm. year? That was the year that Flacco went and won the Super Bowl against San Francisco. So mm-hmm. there are teams that can turn it on in the playoffs. They can go on the road and win and still pull things together. Now, granted, they probably clinched the division. They, they probably had some things in there that put them in a good place. But they weren't strong down the stretch. And somehow, some way, a light went on. They were able to turn it around. I don't necessarily see that in this Eagles team because I don't see a dog on this defense. I don't see somebody on this defense that has that edge that's going to say, you know what, let's go out here and let's hurt somebody. You know, right. let's work somebody and let's make this thing, let's get this thing done. So we'll see what happens, Todd. I know. But, but, but you know, you're speaking of dogs, speaking of dog, Aguna, speaking oh. of dog, wouldn't it be funny if Cleveland played Frisco in the Super Bowl and beat him again with Flacco? <laughs> oh <laughs> or, you know, God. Flacco beat him twice with two different teams. That would be awesome. That would be just a, just a, throw, a throwaway quarterback is a two-time winner, you know? <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting to beat a same team with two different Oh, right. sorry. That would be a lot of fun. Sorry, Guna. Sorry, Guna. I, I hit the wrong button. Todd. Todd had control over my hand, and I hit the oh, wrong Lord. button. Oh my gosh! You're not talking about. All right. Mm. All right. So let's go on. I want to hear what uh, the great Nick wait, Saban had wait to a say. Minute. Did, did, here we go. Okay. Here we go, everybody. Listen, listen, everybody. Come on. Here, <laughs> yep. we here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Todd, it's Todd's moment. Let's go, Todd. All I was going to say was you didn't give anybody else a chance because you hogged the whole segment. Good Lord. Keith, what did you want to say? Todd, <laughs> man, you missed your moment, Todd. You're on mute, Keith. But I know what you're saying. Something I about love Donald Trump. You said something about black people. I want to go back to football, watching football again, watching Mi- Michigan and, you know, those Michigan boys. What color were they? Black. And they were. <laughs> and they were, they took a knee. They bowed the knee to God Almighty. I love they were all right. black. Speaking of, let's, let's hear what Nick Saban had to say. Real hard. What ultimately made the difference today? No, we didn't finish the last four minutes of the Bye, game. Nick. You know, we had some opportunities to get him stopped on defense. We could have drove the ball down and scored a touchdown, and we just didn't finish the game and <laughs> kind of got the momentum. And, you know, so we're all disappointed. Players are very disappointed. Um, but I, I, I tell the players, look, you had an amazing season. You know, this team has come as far as any team as I've ever coached in terms of how they improved to put themselves in this position to win the SEC championship. So I don't think you're going to lose sight of that either. Yeah, I think because of what you just mentioned, it seems like you've really loved this team. What's your favorite thing about them? Well, I just think that, you know, when everybody buys into the principles and values of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to coach and what you're trying to teach and everybody does that, I mean, it's, it's really a good feeling. Um, and it's special, and it doesn't happen. Okay, all the time. what are we watching and, here? Um, it certainly happened <laughs> with this team, and there was a special chemistry, watching. leadership, and 
everybody buying in. And it was a, a speech of uh, after he lost. Yeah. yeah. He just bowed okay, out. So, so the, he, the words of a loser. He lost, because he lost. Um, that means that Michigan beat them. And I don't know what that was. Sorry, that was some sort of recording. Oh um, I don't know what it was. Um, so because Alabama, stop, we're talking about college, college football, Todd, because Alabama, as you can see here, Alabama lost to Michigan, as you can see. They will not play a certain game, but Keith wanted to talk about this Michigan team, right, Keith? What did you, well, Michigan will play Washington, but what did you want to talk about the Michigan team in college football, Keith? Well, I pretty much already said it. I, I'm just, uh, you know, I don't follow it like I used to back in the 70s, the late 70s and maybe early 80s, uh, because of the fact that, and I, kindergarten. I don't follow sports and football because it's kind of moved so far away from our uh, values and our American values. But when I saw that team, those black guys, black, and they had a couple of white, uh, the quarterback, you know, they all, they were, <laughs> yeah, they all, they were all together, black and white in a press conference, gave glory <laughs> to God. They glorified wait, God wait, and they said, wait, even wait. Uh, for the I, game. I thought that was awesome. And I said, man, that's what America is really all about. Okay, America. but you said they got so far away from American They've values. They've always done that. No, I They've said the football, uh, sports, sports has moved so far away. I mean, uh, LeBron James just the other day brought his daughter into a game, a uh, college game. I guess, I don't know if it was his son's game or what. But he goes in there and he doesn't stand for the pledge, you know. And his daughter is there. What kind of an example is that for his daughter and his son? Has he so, ever stood, has he ever stood for the pledge? Have you watched him all his life? Have you seen well, him I everything, imagine, everything I, he's I imagine done for that, just that I one moment that. where you're paying attention to him? I, I guess he has, but this time did not. You did not. Or, or Keith, do you know about how Michigan has been cheating and they got in trouble and the coach got suspended for cheating? Do you know anything about that? No. What happened? We talked um, about it on a previous show. Yeah, you were paying attention. And by the way, you're going to judge LeBron for not. But that was Michigan whatever, State. Whatever you're judging no, LeBron, it was Michigan. But you didn't comment on all the act, what? all the stuff he does in the community, all his camps that he does for people. Oh, they don't care about that because me, Keith, I watched one game and I see what he did, and now I'm judging him. And he's unpatriotic. Never mind <laughs> all the philanthropic things he does. We're judging him based on my perception, not reality. Good all job. Right. No, we were talking you are about a Jim Harbor through and through. Jim Harbor, no information voter. <laughs> Whatever meets my narrative, I'm gonna talk about. Right? Yeah, I just I give glory where glory is due, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna praise God, God of nature and nature's God. That's right. You got it. So what we were talking about, Stephen? There's two different um, teams in college football: Michigan and Michigan State. We talked about both. We talked about Mel Tucker, the right. head coach, former head coach of Michigan State, being fired because of sexual harassment charges that were lobbed against him. We talked about that. We also talked yeah. about uh, Michigan, um, Jim Harbor, University of Michigan, 
uh -huh. and Jim Harborough and how he was um, suspended. Do you remember the difference now? I can't. I didn't hear what you said. It you went up. I didn't I hear we you. We were talking about two. I heard. I heard about the other guy. Tell me about. We were talking about two different coaches. Michigan. Tell me about State Michigan. Was fired. What? Michigan State coach was fired. The Michigan State coach was fired. Because I understand of that. Of sexual harassment. I don't care about that. Go on to the next. I didn't hear and that then part. University University of Michigan coach Harbor was suspended for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. The University of Michigan and Michigan plays Washington. No, I said I said Houston. that's who I was. No, you're not correcting me because that's what I said. He, he got said, in trouble. I said he got eating. in trouble. Yes. I said that I didn't say he got kicked. I said he no, got no. suspended for a little while. You're right. You uh, you were right. You right. Said he got, they were cheating. Right. Stacey were got it Stacey got it wrong. Got it wrong. Stacey got wrong. it wrong. Got but it's okay got because Other. every year Stacy makes one mistake. And this is her mistake tonight. She won't make another mistake for the rest of the year. Carry on, Stacy. I did not make a mistake. What I said, there was two different things going on with the American and, and Eddie said coaches. He wasn't talking about the sexual assault. Yeah, I wasn't. wasn't well, my point, my point was, because I didn't make a mistake yet this year, because I will make one because I'm human. But my point was, we had spoken of both of them previously. And Aguna agreed with me that we had spoken of both problems with the Michigan coaching this previous 2023. But we didn't care about Michigan State. Nobody cares about Michigan State. Did, are they even are they even in the in the in the, in the yeah, running? They last year and everything. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So they were doing point, really well. To, the bottom line of it, Keith, you didn't know about the program. You just saw something and you wanted to share it with us. Thank you, Keith. Now. Now we'll move on. Right. Now, let's move on. <laughs> uh, I want to move on to Harvard President Gay. And I know Todd wants to talk about no, this. I don't. Claudine I... Gay <laughs> resigns the presidency of Harvard amid plagiarism allegations. Is that her real Todd... name or did she change her name? <laughs> to get more acceptance. Yay. Yeah, she's, she changed but her name Todd... to be more relevant. She Look at likes these Trump supporters. Yeah. These Trump supporters, you see how sick they are? Well, I mean, that <laughs> you know, you know, Harvard wasn't even a thing or a target three or four years ago. A name. What? Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye was one of my great singers. Yeah, mine too. But I mean, to be like really in the political scene, you have to be really on that side. Hey, excuse me, excuse me. If you look at this, it shows you Claudine Gay. Resignation unlikely to end the showdown between conservatives and elite schools. The resignation of Harvard President Claudine Gay after new plagiarism claims closes her chapter in a storm that has dragged elite schools into bitter pre-election politics, according to CNNBusiness.com. Cousin Todd, I know you want to talk about um, that. Uh, I just think it's um, a travesty that she had to come out. But this is the pressure people are putting on these um, presidents. Uh, for example, uh, University of Penn. Uh, she resigned. And this is what's happening now with all of this. This You talked about last week that uh, anti-Semitism is on the rise in America. But what you also said was anti-Muslim anti-gay, anti-women, anti-black. So all of that is on the uptick. So 
for this, for these women to be dismissed from their jobs. They weren't dismissed, they resigned. Well, either leave or get fired. <laughs> Surprise. For, to be pushed out like that um, is un-American because they didn't uh, use the exact words or the correct words to describe. Uh, and mind you, this woman is black, so she knows about freedom of speech, which we had to deal with. And I just think these, these people are being railroaded and it's unfair. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Welcome to Sportletics with Sports and Politics Mix and Mingle. Brosif, good evening and Happy New Year, Brosif. Hey, Nas, what's up? Happy New Year. Uh, I believe his name is Brosif, sir. Yeah. What's up, Brosif? What's up, my Brosif? All right. So, um, uh, who wants to comment you next your on hands, Claudine like Gay? What would you do Excuse with me. Hands? We're going to move on. I'm Can I comment on it? Can I comment on it? Yes. Yeah, just a second. Let me read this and comment on oh, it. It says that her departure comes. I want you to comment on this in particular um, about uh, her plagiarism. They said that any uh, excuse will the do. The Washington Free Beacon published new accusations, if you can see the screen, that she had lifted language she used in a paper 20 years ago from another professor. Go ahead, Aguila. Yeah, so what you're seeing play out in grand fashion is just another, you know, there's been this attack, and Todd touched on it when you talk about, it's always been this anti-intellectual sentiment in this country where they feel that the elites are going to these schools, they're doing all these types of, you know, influencing our culture. So, you know, you, you get this, you have this movement now from the far right to attack these institutions as part of this war of, just culture war. And what you're now seeing is that, that coming to fruition as they're targeting these university presidents for, you know, it started with the DNI issue with diversity and inclusion, where you're seeing, you know, these institutions in, in particular in Florida getting ripped away of these inclusion and ERG programs and things like that because they're accusing mm -hmm. things like reverse racism and all these other things. Yeah, it's, it is. It is racism. There's no such thing as that. All right. So there's no such thing as reverse racism. That's, no, that's it's just weird. racism. There's no such thing as and reverse racism. Before you go on your I agree spectrum. with you. I agree with you. No such thing as reverse racism. It's all racism. How is it? There's no such thing as reverse racism. That's not even a word. There's no such thing as reverse racism. It's just racism. We agree. Why do you keep saying it? The bottom line of it is you're seeing this culture war play out against these Ivy League presidents in which you're trying to accuse them of you know, not going along or just, this is where you get into this rut of then the state starts influencing what we learn and how we learn in some mm -hmm. of our curriculum and things like that. You're actually mm -hmm. going backwards. You're actually starting to mm -hmm. not foster the innovation and the freedom of speech and freedom mm -hmm. of thought and freedom of ideas. It's actually anti-American to use the leverage of the pulpit in the legislative branch to go after them. Because at the end of the day, if you politicize our institutions, our particularly our universities, that actually you're creating this dynamic in which these young people who are learning are going to go against the state. So you're actually, you're cultivating this, that exactly the opposite of what you think is going to happen. Yeah, you may have gotten her to resign. You may have influenced these donors not to, to push these 
ladies out. But what's going to end up happening is you're going to have another generation coming up, college educated, white and black, that are going to be anti far right. They're not going to be as. Why did she resign, Naguna? Why did she resign? Conservatism. Why did she resign? And that's not good. Why did she okay, resign? So what, okay, excuse me. Excuse some me. Political hearing excuse that she hasn't even been a part of. Why are we dragging? I'm going to play it. And I, I, it right now. No, I'm going to play it right now. Nobody's politicizing anything. I'm going to play it right now. I'm going to play it right now. She would not condemn the genocide of the Jewish people. That's not true. Listen to this. Bull crap. You're not true. Shut up. We'll listen to it. Steven. Let's listen to it. Felt the bonds of our community strain. I think it's sad. I think it's sad because I think she was trying to give a, a fair picture. What is this? She, Shut up. Uh, Who cares what this woman says? Shut up. Let's hear what the woman said. You're talking. What is this garbage? Shut up. She was saying. Um, <laughs> And I think they probably bullied her out, really. Oh, they bullied her. Who cares what that woman said? I want to hear what that woman said. Waste of time. Shut your mouth. It's not a good no, thing. No, you shut your mouth. Waste of time. Speech. Stephen, she said there were good people. And I don't on think both she's prejudiced. I don't care who this I woman is. Who is this woman? Like, uh, oh, let's ask a woman from uh, that just came out of the deli. Yeah, that, was over his head. that was over his head. Okay. She just, she, she's got bagel in her teeth. She said there are good people on both sides. Who cares what she says, man? This oh, is the dopiest okay. thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's the best right word I could use. Right over Bunch of garbage. Excuse me, I was trying to find a um, her testimony where so she didn't say uh, it was it was less than a minute because I know we don't have like four and 20 minutes to spend listening to her testimony. So what I was doing was trying to find something that was that was great. You could hear it. Uh, Nothing. But you kind of um, we heard some white Jewish woman, 80 years old, talk about how good that bagel was. That's anti-Semitic. No, it's not. It was the damn it. truth. I didn't. I, I'm not the one. That, I'm not the one that put that woman on TV. Y'all did. I'm gonna condemn you, Stephen. I'm gonna condemn me. Condemn me all you want. You know what? She had. She had everything bagel. So she might not have been Jewish. Jewish people don't do an everything bagel. That's sacrilegious. Okay. That's what? that's that's dumb. Wait a minute. Let's sick. let's hear. Stop it, man. You're digging yeah, a hole for yourself. Go back to your basement. You find it. Okay, let's play Same this, and then I want yeah, to yeah play when she song. says she would not condemn Shut up. genocide no, of Jewish dead. people. Play that part. Shut up. Okay, here we go. You got some bass in his voice now, man. They got. Go ahead. Here we go. Listen to this. Gay is resigning, writing in a statement. It has become clear that it is in the best interests of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual. Her decision coming after allegations of plagiarism within her work and scrutiny from what some have called a disastrous testimony in Congress over handling of anti-Semitism on campus. Last month, Gay and the leaders of UPenn and MIT were grilled over whether anti-Semitic protests calling for the genocide of Jewish people would be considered a violation under the school's student code of conduct. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? 
It can be depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. Gay later apologized for what she called poor wording in her testimony. Gay becomes the second president to step down since the war in the Middle East started. UPenn President Liz McGill resigned just days after the presidents testified in Congress. Gay was the first person of color and first black woman to serve as president of America's oldest institution of higher learning. But her tenure was also the shortest, just six months. Zoreen Shah, ABC News, Los Angeles. Good riddance. Okay. So what, what is this? She, did so, she say she Keith, I wanted Keith, I wanted Keith to respond. Excuse me. Wait, wait, Keith wait. To Stay. respond. No, no. Do you want to finish out what you were just talking about? You played it for him, for Stephen. So right. now, Stephen, she said uh, it doesn't, it could meet the requirements <coughs> if it was. Uh, Depending on the context. Exactly. No, no. If they said exterminate every black person, that's all it would take. It wouldn't be no context. No, it no, it, no, no there's no what? context. There's no black. context. Dumb, dumb. Hey, you know what, guys? She didn't step down because she's in the right. She stepped down because she's in the wrong. No, and for y'all to still be defending true. her, it's this made to me, you don't know the difference either. between right it's and wrong. Y'all don't know the difference. More money stepping it's down. obvious okay, if she you. was right, she would have stayed there. You already said okay, that. Keith, let me have Keith. It is true. Keith, no, should she have remained sure in is. her position, considering the fact that she was the first African-American woman to take that position and she had only been in for six months. Keith, and then I want Broseph. Go ahead, No, Keith. no, she... Uh, about, pull out the no, everything worked out Keith. just fine. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to. She uh, she was definitely denying. She was denying that, that uh, uh, a direct answer, yes or no, she should have said yes. To the lady had had nothing to do with context had nothing to do with really plagiarism was just another excuse now so, if uh, i could this a whole woman, I give them, black woman that's a different topic uh, was supposed to be i mean a black woman i mean to be elevated to uh, that level uh to be elevated to president of harvard one of the best in the past one of the How best you know uh, it's the best i'm country. gonna move on they I, get I so much. They get so much Islamic word. money. They they can't. They can't be pro-Jewish. Goes out. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You guys can't. Talk over everybody. Everybody. She said you yes. Can't, you can't be talk over everybody. Yeah. You yes. have to stop. Thank you, Keith. Broseph. Yeah. It can be depending on the context. Broseph. Yeah. I mean, this is this is They're simple. Good people uh, on both sides. This is simple. Like when we're dealing with these issues again. Time when the right starts these smear campaigns and these weird uh, little maneuvers, uh, usually it's it's an admittance of what they actually want to do. So all the cancel culture talk, and you what you see is who actually wants cancel culture. So you know, sorry that this happened to that lady, the president. Uh, you could do this at many universities, run all of their scholastic work through AI uh, and try to find as many mistakes as you can and then try to treat those mistakes as if that's the reason you're moving her out. And the reality of it is she was a good friend to the establishment, meaning the donors to Harvard and the Board of Regents there. She was an establishment person. That's why she had the job. When the Black Student Union came to her about the harassment and racism they were facing, she is the one who didn't back them up. When the Muslim students came and said they were being harassed, she's the one who didn't back them up. Matter of fact, she started a, uh, 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 what do you call it? She started a program 
uh, to stop anti-Semitism on campus. She put together the funds and got the scholars in there, didn't include scholars from the left, as, as you would well guess. And that's who she is. So she's an establishment person. But when the money starts talking, they'll throw you overboard. So I don't know if you guys can hear me. I'm using Bluetooth. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, exactly. Faces, so so they don't sure. know. It was an, it was, she was an ally of the right. I can hear you clearly, Joseph. Thank you very much. She was an ally well, of the right. I got to move on. Yeah, I got to yeah, move on. Uh, Yesterday, so, well, she, Saudi Arabia. One last thing, Stacey. It's funny because Keith and Stephen saw who she was and automatically assumed, oh, she's a leftist. She's this. She's all that. No, she was actually, I mean, there are a lot of people especially on the left that are applauding her resignation because she wasn't an ally. So you guys got to do your research and really look at who she was and what she was talking about before you jump. This basically she could like, not condemn the, the genocide of the Jewish people, Aguna. She could not, not say yes or no. There's nothing you're saying tonight. You or anybody on this panel that we Keith and I will agree with. You're okay. not a king. Again, you're not a king. Hey, Aguna, you're not a king. Jesus Christ is king. You're not a king. Please, don't be jealous. I'm not jealous. Hold, hold on, man. Before y'all do I'm, this I'm happy. Before y'all do, do this back and forth. Even the questioning was disingenuous. It was a way it was of not. trying to trap somebody into something. No, it was not. They so said, the no, they, the, sir, the, sir, they said sir, from the river sir. to the sea, from the river to the yeah, sea, sir. that means genocide of the Jewish people. And they told that woman who knows that, that means the, the genocide up? of the Jewish people. And these, these, the these presidents of these Ivy schools could not condemn it. You so they had to quit. And all of your morons on this show can admit that you're wrong. If you were not wrong, then these bitches wouldn't be quitting. You're just stupid. Y'all are stupid. This is the stupidest argument I've ever been in. If they wouldn't be quitting, if they weren't. What's the purpose of doing a show? Like this ignorant trailer trash. He interrupts everybody. He keeps talking. Like it makes no point. You're getting my kids in the room. Steven, I'm right. For a minute. Even it's now. okay, Stephen. It's okay if you think you're wrong. Right, if you can't talk over everyone, and you have to stop, you can say your opinion. We want to hear your opinion, Stephen, but you can't just talk over and holler over everyone. Okay, so you're just gonna have to stop. Okay, and he cannot call those professors. Was this is the first one of the new year. He Look can call people whatever he, he wants to call them. That's his Look right. That's called freedom of speech, cousin Tom. Freedom of speech, Stephen. Well, that that's same right. freedom of speech is why Mark Furman said he wishes all the <laughs> niggers can get gather all the niggers together and burn them. What just that's happened? To freedom Stephen? of speech. What just happened to Stephen? He just Dude. he just knocked the, the chair down and walked away. Of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Our viewers on his way over to Stacey's house. Oh my God, this is just this is so wonderful. He's I mean, either going to Stacy's house or to Keith's house to kill him. All of y'all are so stupid. Y'all think everybody else is stupid. We're not stupid. Keith, are you stupid? No. Yes, ma'am. We're not stupid. Man. So when these professors, I mean these presidents are quitting, that means they did something wrong. Hey, your voice okay, cracking. You. Hey, you know, the more you talk, Stephen, even in the new year. The All right. I'm get. sorry, we're we're running out of time, but we've got to 
I've got to move on. I just on wanted to make a simple point, and this person started doing that again, disrupting everybody, man. Like, it's a new year. How, how do you have a conversation with that? Like, you, you can't. You just got to laugh. At your child. You can't. And look at Keith loves to laugh at Steven. He's the useful he idiot on the show. Yeah. And he uses He's the useful idiot, man. This is and bad. But Steven you're wrong. You're wrong, and I'm the idiot. Anyway. You're wrong, but I'm the idiot. How can yeah. I be the idiot when I'm right? How can I be the idiot when I'm right? Okay, Steven, Steven, I've got to move on. Thank you. This is uh, Brits and Saudi Arabia and other countries. Please listen and watch this for educational purposes. The emerging economies is growing. Speaking in Johannesburg, President Cyril Ramaphosa, the current BRICS chair, announced a consensus on the latest expansion. Formed in 2009 by Brazil, Russia, India, and China, South Africa joined a year later. The six new members, Saudi Arabia, China, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and United Arab Emirates will officially join on the 1st of January, 2024. The move is aimed at giving more clout to the bloc, which has pledged to champion the global south. Brazil's president said it confirms the group's growing relevance. Agora. The BRICS GDP has now risen to 35% of global GDP at purchasing power parity, and member countries account for 46% of the world population. The leader of the world's second biggest economy, China, said it shows the bloc's commitment to working with developing countries. These new members provide a new starting point for BRICS cooperation and inject new impetus into the BRICS cooperation mechanism. The incoming members hailed their inclusion as historic. The New Look BRICS is a motley mix of big and small economies and democratic and authoritarian states, and it underscores a conviction of strength in diversity in the face of a Western-dominated global system. Never leave your wife in bed without reaching the final moments again. This is. Yo, you hear that, Stephen? That's that, that last right, part. Sorry, I don't know what that was about. That was, that uh, was never leave your wife in bed. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, uh, uh, Broseph, can you uh, talk to? And then I want Keith Broseph. I want you to talk to the Keith. significance of BRICS and the joining the significance of Saudi Arabia officially joining BRICS and. They said they have forty-five percent of the world's population within their con um, their consortium. Buying power, buying power. Totally. Yeah, th this 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 is about you know the world changing right before our eyes. We've lived under a mono super, uh, superpower world uh, since the end of World War II, basically. Uh, well, since the end of the you know Cold War, uh, USSR fought the fall of the USSR, and that appears to be going away to where there's not going to be one singular superpower anymore. You're going to have spheres of influence uh, from all of the major countries, and they're going to operate in a fashion that benefits themselves. So the old stories of colonialism and how things worked as far as the system for the West uh, will be changed, and the West is going to have to adapt. And this is a beautiful thing for the world, honestly, because too much concentrated power has led to a lot of bad things. And seeing a more free world, a more equal world, uh, it's actually a beautiful thing. So no, I have no problem with this. This is good. And Not necessarily we'll see free. The progress soon. Not necessarily free, but it's going to be a lot more 
global influence, like well, you said. Well, you think people here are free. So when we start, no, I, don't, free, I actually can, do. I actually, like, get I actually don't. I actually don't think people so are you free. Get where I'm but I do from. think you may prosper under authoritarianism more so than you do under a democracy. And that's what's going to happen in the new world order. That's what you're, you're seeing, right? You look at the countries in there. Look at United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia. These are countries. It's all about the money. If you go to if you go to the Emirates, it's ruled by seven families. They decide over a family dinner what the laws of the country is going to be. And it works out for them as long as you're a citizen. But what you're seeing right here, especially as we argue in this country over raising our credit limit and all these other things, where we're destroying each other, we're destroying the U.S. from within, the economy from within, you're going to see other avenues in which countries are going to coalesce around currency, around economics, around influence, around resources, and America is going to get slowly and slowly pushed out. Now, I do think country companies in this country are going to figure out ways to make money because that's how the free market works. They're going to find ways to make money, even in downturns, even if the dollar is being... Yeah, it'll just be a smaller pie, Aguna. They'll still have a... The West will still have a huge pie. It'll just be a smaller pie because there are more people what does who are this mean? access. So I would like to know, what does this mean, Todd, or Aguna, or anyone on the panel? What does this mean for the average African-American female teacher in the New York City school district? That means go to Dubai and get a job. <laughs> Dubai, go overseas and work, because the U.S. passport will get you six-figure jobs in all these countries because they're emerging economies and they're emerging opportunities for growth and development. You'll have more of a global perspective. And you can leave the yes. Yahoo's here arguing over nonsense and trying to kick out teachers from institutions and all this other stuff. You go overseas and- For teaching critical race theory. But then my question is this, you know, in Saudi Arabia, women can teach women. Men teach right. men. You don't have the same type right. of... And, and, you teach, and they tell you what to teach. You can't... You yeah, can't yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but, but you can't hold, hold on. Hold, That's hold a little on. different. Hold on. There's ways... You don't care leadership. about freedom, though, do you, all anybody? You don't care about freedom and, and rights for everybody, do you? No, you really Everything don't. Everything is free. Money well, there, creates hold, freedom. Hold on, Aguna. There are ways to have relationships with countries, even though you don't agree on how life's supposed to be lived, civics, government... Anything else, there's still ways you can have relationships with them. We do it right now. Our relationship with Saudi Arabia, which is a special relationship, despite the fact that they're a monarchy, despite the fact that they're authoritarian, despite the fact that they do, I mean, death penalty for, you know, minor things. Like, they have a totally different culture. That doesn't mean that we don't trade with them and we don't do this oil business with them. So, no, it's not different for anybody else in the world. So these relationships will be fostered. And to your teacher point, as Aguna said, the teacher should be teaching those children to be global citizens. Let me move on $100 a month on survive. They'll fall. I, I want to know what this looks like. I want They're someone to tell in. me and tell our audience what this BRICS uh, consortium looks like to Americans in 25 years. In 25 in 25 years, these countries will I guess you could say still be growing, uh, especially talking about the continent of Africa, largest amount of people under 25 connected to the internet, biggest population boom, uh, India, same thing, China, same thing. These countries are gonna grow. We're gonna see some vast improvements over there. Here in the West, the problem we have, especially in America, you can include Europe in this, 
the specific problem of race is something that since we won't solve it and we keep kicking the can down the road there's no problem gonna, of race that's that's going to be a problem that kind of defeats us the from the inside there's no problem of race but for what you say yeah, yeah. hey 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 baboon i'm not talking to you there's You're no problem of race you call me a baboon there's no problem of race you hate you hate yourself i don't hate myself I'm talking so. to humans baboon uh, yeah you hate yourself i understand that I'm talking to humans. Bevel. Supposed to be illegal immigrants. I know you hate yourself. I understand that, and you hate your creator. No, excuse me. You hate your creator. You hate yourself. We, we I feel sorry. I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you, son. I feel sorry for you, son. Excuse me. I feel sorry for you. You need to, you need to find yourself, son. Can we get back to the conversation. Yeah. Show your face, son. All right, he, he, he's you're a coward. Can you finish up? That Argentina joined them. It seemed like they just elected a, a more conservative uh, president. But uh, nevertheless, I, I think that uh, this United Nations. United Nations will fall. I don't think he knows what the president got conservative means. Because that dude is far from a conservative. From the natural law. They move away from, away from God's law. God is king. The king will rule. And they will fall. You just watch. Nobody touches Mike. Will fall. You just watch. What are you talking about? Nobody shut that little bitch up. He means me. Shut your mic up, Red. Nobody shut that little bitch up. You don't want talking the whole time. Why don't you shut up? Shut up. Let Keith talk. Shut up and let Keith talk. I haven't had a chance. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiet everybody down. We're gonna move on. Thank you very much. Homeland Homeland Security Chief impeachment is pending. Oh, I don't know who he's talking about. Um, I want to uh, play this video for educational purposes. Let me share my screen and then uh, we'll start with Keith commenting on this Homeland Security uh, and immigration problem that we uh, are encountering right now. Lawmakers led by Speaker Mike Johnson is in Texas today criticizing President Joe Biden's immigration policies change amid strain along the U.S. southern border. Laura Geary tells us how the White House is pushing back. The Speaker of the House speaking out from the southern border Wednesday. He and a delegation of over 60 GOP lawmakers traveled to Eagle Pass, Texas, a major crossing point for migrants hoping for entry into the U.S. In a statement Wednesday, the White House says that Republicans' consistent refusal to vote for the president's border funding year after year is hamstringing border security. War aid tied to Ukraine and Israel in the president's current funding proposal is one of several issues further fueling the congressional stalemate that may only worsen the migrant crisis. We will not have the resources to perform our jobs as fully and completely as we could do so. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas now facing an additional challenge with Republicans, with House GOP members announcing they'll move forward with impeachment proceedings against him in the coming weeks. If Republicans were serious, instead of trying to put together these, you know, impeachment sham hearings and what have you, that they would actually sit down with Democrats and come up with a comprehensive plan to really deal with immigration. We need to focus on what we can get accomplished in this deal. Uh, and not what we can get accomplished in a political commercial 10 months from now. I'm Laura Aguirre for WDRB News.
Okay. So Keith, I said I was going to start with you talking about uh, immigration and the fact that actually, um, Keith, actually uh, U.S. Uh, Justice Department is set, threatening to sue the state of Texas for allowing their regular police officers instead of federal officers to arrest illegal immigrants. So do you want to talk to Speaker Johnson's visit today and the Texas law that is that the United States government is seeking to change? Well, the Texas law is good. I mean, it'll probably uh, have a little problem, though. It is supposed to be a federal job. It's a federal uh, duty, but the feds are not doing it. Simple as that. And it's not going to be done under this administration. So what we need to do is uh, I wouldn't worry so much about impeaching him, but what we need to do is impeach him. The American people need to impeach him in November. And that's the best thing of this year that I look forward to is that Trump will win in November. And they're trying to uh, stop him as much as they can. And, and yet they will not succeed because God Who is, is they? Right. Who's they? So I, I also want to make a comment that uh, the gentlemen who are so upset every time Stephen interrupts them do the same thing to me. So thank you, Stephen. We should stop thank interrupting you. you. You're right. We should we stop didn't even, Did you we are, interrupt you just now? Uh, that, we uh, interrupt you just now? Perfect, yeah, now, we should yeah. stop Here's interrupting a perfect you. example of what okay. I'm saying because I never got a chance to comment on the last issue we were talking about. But uh, I will say this uh, real quick. We know quick. you were just going to uh, say the U.N. We've become a nation of whiners. Okay, excuse me, one at a time. The U.N. is destined for destruction. They will not survive. The U.N. will not survive. I guarantee you that. What's that got to do with immigration? What are you talking about? You're talking about BRICS? I'm talking about immigration. BRICS. BRICS, U.N. What they want to do is they want to stop all oil production stop all fossil fuels production and they're they're uniting together to do that thanks to us that is not gonna happen not it's, not it's not OPEC. it's not OPEC. it's not the un know what you're talking <laughs> all right. about yes yes it is jesus christ so is okay so uh, okay fall. todd yes, excuse me is. todd let me bring todd and todd is we, we gotta make sure is that these guys read of the house excuse me todd is yes. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson correct in saying that President Biden has a catastrophe at the border going on right now and that the uh, Homeland Security Secretary mm. should be impeached? Yes. Um, they, there's chaos at the border because Republicans want it to be chaos at the border because they know people like Keith and Stephen thrive on this. So they can say, see, look at the border. Mind you, they're saying, help us fund this <laughs> So we can put more people at the border. <clears throat> and they say, oh, no, we're not doing anything. We're going to let you swing. <laughs> and and most is... people coming over the border are not white. I just want to say that. They're not European. Okay. That's why the it. hell would what they is, be? I, what is, who cares? <laughs> who cares? The well, why would they be? What for, matters for is they want the, what they want at the border okay, is more. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you finish your point, Todd? Okay, I got to move so, on to so uh, this Stephen. is what Republicans want because they know they have low information voters like Keith and Stephen. 
and they keep pointing to the seat. Look, look at them coming over here. And I have said, and I'll say it again. If you are white, living in America, then you, not the Mexicans, are the invaders. <laughs> oh, that's, natives. that's brilliant. What are you talking about, man? My my family were brought here. I, what do you mean we were invaders? Hey, look, look, here comes Uncle Ruckus. What? No, this is when no. you get to the white man's heaven. Let's listen. What no, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm not talking about you. Why don't we give the country away? Why don't we give the country away and Todd, people like you and I can get be imprisoned or killed? Why don't we give the country away? Then all of us can be killed or imprisoned. Would that make you feel better? Ma'am, I'm not talking about you. You're not even human. So nobody includes you. Clarify, please. Okay, I got to Let's give up our country and let other people take us over. Not you. You don't like it. You don't like it. You don't like it. Even you already so said it. Invaded. Okay. Well, whatever. buddy, get out. We're not you gonna have that. Here, get out. And Stacy, yeah. I'm a man. I don't care, Stacy. I'm a man. <laughs> uh, a good is terrible. <laughs> you guys are Todd, just. You egg Aguna on. I do not. Yes, you do. And then you say, Aguna's terrible. <laughs> After you No, because on. he just thought of that <laughs> and said it. The worst, worst border crisis we've ever had is on purpose. This is what they want to have to us. They, yes, they want this invasion. They want that's this invasion. Exactly. I exactly. Republicans yeah, I don't, want it. The Republicans don't want it. Yes, How does that make sense? You know what? There it. are some Republicans that want it because you know what? There are dirty ass Republicans and dirty ass Democrats. And that's why I, I am an independent. And I say everybody else become an independent and go with your heart, go with your soul, go with you know what's right. Don't go with what your go Democrats who enslaved you, you all your life something. tells you what to do. No Don't go with them. Man. Go with you your own mind. That's why I'm an independent thinker. And that's no, why y'all can't beat no, me because y'all are stuck in a cage and my ass is dog. free range. I'm free range and your chicken asses are stuck in a cage. You can't think for yourself. I feel sorry for y'all. I feel sorry for y'all. I used to be like you, but I broke out of the chains. I broke the chains. Break the chains, my brothers. Break the chains. Get out of slavery. You speak like slaves. You think he's got it made, but the only thing you're doing is celebrating your own demise. You're celebrating your own demise. Like Don't make me sick. Y'all could be, y'all could, we could defeat these people that are trying to enslave us still, but you won't. You will not. Y'all are pathetic. Y'all are not men. You are not men. Keep, keep your man. Former President Trump is asking the Supreme Court to review the Colorado election ruling. Let's listen to this. Make sure Stephen takes his meds before the show. I'm Nick Riccardi, a national political reporter for the Associated Press based in Denver, Colorado. And former President Donald Trump appealed two rulings in Colorado and Maine that he's not eligible to run for president in 2024. He appealed the Colorado decision by that state Supreme Court to the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's the most significant of the two appeals. That means that the question of whether or not a uh, once obscure clause in the 14th Amendment that says if you've engaged in insurrection, you can't hold office, 
The question of whether that applies to Trump is going to be settled by the U.S. Supreme Court. And he also appealed a uh, ruling by Maine's Democratic Secretary of State that he can't be on the ballot because of that insurrection clause. He appealed that to Maine's state court system. That's going to kind of go through Maine's state court system, but it's likely that the U.S. Supreme Court will basically settle this question once and for all in Colorado, in Maine, and the other 48 states. The appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court is especially significant because the nation's highest court has never before ruled in a case involving Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That's a Civil War era provision that says that if you swore an oath to support the Constitution and then engaged in an insurrection, you no longer are qualified for office. There's been months of litigation over it, and the Colorado Supreme Court was the first court in the nation to rule, yes, it actually does bar Trump from the ballot. That was a 4-3 decision that was handed down on December 19th. A little more than a week later, Maine's Secretary of State uh, basically followed their lead and said, that's right, he can't run for office. I'm not going to put him on the ballot. Now, it's important to note that both in Maine and Colorado, he is still on the ballot. Both of those um, entities, both the Colorado Supreme Court and the Maine Secretary of State, stayed their decisions, recognizing that it's the U.S. Supreme Court that's going to have the final word on this. Nobody knows precisely when the Supreme Court is going to rule. They could do it very quickly, or they could wait until the end of their term, theoretically, on June 30th. But whatever they do, it's going to be of enormous consequence. As we've talked about before, a number of the strongest, most vocal proponents of this Section 3 solution to Trump are actually very prominent uh, legal conservatives from the school of what's called originalism, saying that you have to just go by the words of the Constitution. They argue, hey, the plain text of the Constitution says people engaged in insurrection like Trump can't hold office again, and therefore he's barred. And so that potentially puts up, some of the court's originalist justices who were appointed by Republicans, including Trump, in a tricky situation. She, she might as well have spoken as he could. She, she had as much clout redneck. as he did, that little girl. Shut up, redneck. Redneck. <laughs> Some dumbass. Okay. Um, Cousin Todd. Shut up, up dumbass. You call me a redneck, I can call him a dumbass. Cousin Todd, you have to unmute yourself. Do you want to comment on the findings of. Wait a minute. Aguna, Todd, do you want to comment? On the findings of the Trump, I mean, on the Trump appeal for Maine and the Colorado to have him on the ballot, even though he really still is on the ballot. Yeah, he's going to be on the ballot and the Supreme Court is not going to rule until June. Of course, they're going to drag their feet, but um, I don't think they'll vote in favor of him. Uh, uh, Amy Comey Barry, Barrett. I don't think we'll vote in favor of Trump staying on the ballot because there was an insurrection. And if she's going to go strictly by the, um, the wording of the constitution, he's not going to be on the ballot. Um, uh, now, of course, uh, Tom will uncle. Tom, I mean, well, uh, Clarence Thomas, he will, he'll do anything. He'll just lay right down with his legs. Well, Anyway, you know what? Just forget I Rose said is a gift and Oh, man, you're getting into your fantasy time. Shut up, redneck. <laughs> no, you're getting into fantasy time. You call me a redneck because you like, you're like used to somewhere else. I know who okay, you are so now. Let me Shut ask up, redneck. You're somewhere. I know who you are now. Excuse me. Let me ask the constitutional conservative, Keith, based on what just Todd just said, uh, based on the Supreme Court just using the constitutional uh, language as it is. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the wording. Would that mean he'd be off of the ballot and he could not get um, votes for the Electoral College? Well, let's see what the uh, wording actually says. Uh, Section three talks about uh, no person shall hold office, civil or military, it says under the United States or any any state who have previously taken an oath. And it says nor shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. Mm -hmm. First of all, he has never been convicted, never been tried for insurrection. Everyone no, has never been. He's never he's, even been accused of insurrection. Shut never up, been he's only shut been up, dumbass. Never been tried. I don't see any trial uh, with the jury of his peers. There have never been all this time, and uh, that okay, is something you. that people on this show. Yeah, know. can't be an insurrection if he's had it been thank proved you. to be an insurrectionist. Or is up, everybody on this show retarded? Shut up, okay. Is everybody okay, on this show retarded? I think I think it's I've very expensive. Stacy, you need to check that man that calls people redneck. That's like using the man, N word. No, I, I don't take any, I know I just call him a dumbass every time he says it. I don't I don't take offense to it. He's just stupid. I'll be as stupid as him. I'll give him back all the stupid he gives me. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Aguna, um, based on what Keith just said, do you think that's correct? And and since he has not, since former President Trump has not been found guilty of insurrection in a court of law. How can they hold him responsible for that and take his name off of the ballot in Colorado and Maine? Well, <laughs> I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been impeached twice. And he was impeached for insurrection. He was impeached. Let him he was not. Place. I'll correct um, you. You're wrong. He, he was impeached. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what Keith is saying, because again, Keith is talking as if it's like a civil or criminal court. He was impeached by the legislative branch. Now, they didn't, you know, <laughs> again, twice. One, because of the whole Russian thing or whatever. But the, the and other Which was found out to be wrong. The insurrection. Right, now, Not the insurrection. The it was a phone call. It was a phone day, call. At the end of the day, he was impeached. Okay? That's a fact. All right? Now, they're going to appeal this to the Supreme Court. The quintessential issue here is whether or not a state, again, we talk about states' rights. We remember we had a debate on this show about having voter ID and having uh, a voter ID in order to vote. Now, it's is it within the state's purview to be able to adjudicate the Constitution at the state level and say whether or not a candidate should be on the ballot? Now, again, it doesn't matter what they rule, because at the end of the day, it's about money and elevating the issue. The Biden administration has already said this is about democracy. So if the court comes out and upholds the decision or if they go against the decision, that's just going to be another talking point as we go into this election. So if the Supreme Court comes up and says, OK, he needs to be on the ballot. Now already the, the Democrats can coalesce around that. The Republicans are going to be like, oh, see what we told you. you know, at the end of the day, this is about raising money and elevating the issue going into. No, it's not. It's about the, it's about the up, trying to keep their opponent off the ballot. Yo, are you serious? It's about raising. They're trying to. Okay. About All right. Thank you. Aguna, you have to stop. You have okay, to okay, stop. Okay. 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 Thank you. I just you know, right. sometimes when Even. people don't know what they're talking about, it just kind of irritates me because they think they know and they don't. I know. The day, That's right. I know what I'm talking about. Before. 
the Yahoo interrupts. No, you're wrong. You're just a liar. They're raising money on this issue, both sides. So no matter okay, what the thank Supreme you, Court Adina. does, they're going to be able to make money and make this a ballot box issue in the fall. Okay, thank you, Stephen. Now, the last time, the last time they tried to keep somebody off the ballot was was who? Abraham Lincoln. That was the last time they tried to do something like this. The left is desperate right now. They can't have Donald Trump uh, be president because he's going to tear them all to pieces because they're all crooked. And for some reason, Aguna's on their side. And maybe Aguna, you'll go down with them when they get tried for treason. Maybe you'll go down with them. Because they are treasonous. The people who are running this country right now are treasonous. And they need to go down. And for some reason, you support them. I don't know why. I don't know why you do. But you're going to go down with them. Because everything that's going on with us, everything that Georgia, we have, this is a war right now in this country that should never have been. Y'all have declared war on us, the good people, the Christians, the people who care about people. Y'all are the bad people, not us. Y'all are the bad people. We're trying to make things good for everybody, not y'all. Y'all are the antithesis of anything that's good in this world. That's what's happening. That's what happened in this world. The y'all are the DOJ, uh, uh, CIA, FBI, all of that's being used against us. My brothers and sisters are in prison for things they never did wrong because we're not living in a real country right now. We're living in a third world country. Our borders have been invaded. You know, you cry right now because you're part of the system that makes money on it, Aguna. You're the whore. You're the whore that makes the money on it. And you know what? Eventually, that's going to bite you in your ass. Maybe not on this earth, but maybe somewhere else. But all you people that are in support of the death of this country and everything that's good and all the good people, y'all are the ones who are going to suffer, not us. Y'all are going to suffer. I know you top of You think you're a king. You ain't a king. You're a little boy in a man's world. You ain't no king. Any man that puts king on their shirt don't know who the hell they are. You ain't no king. Ain't no kings in Africa. Ain't no kings nowhere. Ain't no kings in America. We got away from kings. Only king is Jesus. Jesus Christ. And baby, baby fat, baby fat, you ain't Jesus Christ. Baby fat, you ain't Jesus Christ. Thank you, Steve. I know you think you're on top of the world, but you're on the bottom, son. Okay, Broseph, we're running out of time. We, our next subject will be our uh, roundtable. Broseph, please, really quickly. Your comments on the Trump Supreme Court ruling? There's nothing to be said. These cases were brought forward by Republicans. It was not brought forward by Democrats. So I think basically we're looking looking at the GOP saying this is a winnable election and this carnival barker may be the uh, cause of us losing. And I think some of the money in the GOP has decided that they're off Trump. And that's why something like this would get bankrolled. Because you... You know how long it would take lawyers to go through state law to try to figure out a way to say someone is exempt from being on the ballot? Because ultimately, if any one of these is successful and you just lose those electoral points before the election starts, it's over. Like, you lost. You can't win an election by giving away electoral points. So we'll have to see how this goes. And and again, if you're in Democratic states and they say he's off the ballot, those are states he wasn't going to win anyway. This is all smoking mirrors. At the end of the day, like I said, as a campaign before Stephen went on that nonsensical. You rant, can't take you can't take somebody potentially oh, off the ballot. Up, the only reason you do it is because up, you don't think you can win. You don't remove him. The king has spoken.
You quiet. don't remove him from the ballot. You're full of crap. Stop. This is not that you worry about democracy. Stop. That's not democracy. You're full of crap. Hey, Steven, you got to stop. Aguna, no, stop. They, you can't take him off the ballot. Donald Trump is leading everybody. You're scared to death. You're scared to death because you're going to lose your ass, Aguna. And I want to see it when it happens. I want to see your ass hit the ground when you lose it. I declare you fast. Make, make you lose trash. your ass. That's why. I knife you, El Trash. You, 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 you want the end of this country. You are so greedy. You're such a greedy person. You don't care about your country. This country that made you. Why does the royal trash keeper keep speaking? Okay. If you look at the screen, this is our. Why don't you show your face, coward? A blast nearly killed. A hundred. Oh, that's not the one I want to do. I'm sorry. Show your face, man. But the Israeli <laughs> drone kills Hamas deputy leader in Beirut, Lebanese. Palestinian sources say this is our roundtable. Someone wants to talk. Let's start with um, Keith, then Stephen, then uh, Brosif, Aguna, and Cousin Todd about continuing to kill. I am the king. Well, I'll start with Keith, then Stephen, right. then Brosev, Aguna, and Cousin Todd about dollars. Israeli drone killings, Hamas deputy leader in Beirut, Leb uh, Lebanese. I say, yeah, that's only the beginning. They're going to be, they're going to perish. Look at that Christian like calling for killing. They sure. are no match for Israel. They will perish. Israel will take them out. And I'm be so, I'll, I'll be glad to see that because the Lord is on our side. The Lord is on the side of Israel, and Israel will stand. They'll stand strong, says the Lord. That's what the Lord's word says. He will yeah, stand with Christian. This is a demon, and they will go. Yes, that's Amen. right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank Amen. you, uh, Stephen. Well, I, of course, we feel sorry and really bad for the people in Gaza Strip. Bad for people in Israel in general, so bad for everybody. We wanted everything to stop. Everybody, nobody wants this, but you have to do what you what you have to do. And why are all the leaders that for Hamas? Why aren't they there in Hamas leading the way? You know where they are? They're all in different countries hiding out and eating like the best steak and seafood, surfing turf every day. That's where these leaders are, and these poor people that are holding the guns and having to shoot and they think they're doing something because their leaders want them. Leaders are not 5,000 miles away, 12,000 miles away, however far they are away. The leaders are there, there to lead Kinda the way. Kind of like what Trump did at the insurrection, huh? There was no insurrection. <laughs> there was no insurrection. For you to say it's an insurrection or to think it's an insurrection shows how stupid you are. It yes, was not man. an insurrection. It was not. It was. It wasn't. You know, like you're the same people that told God me the shot would stop people from uh, spreading is, from is, spreading is COVID. You're the or same person that said the shot would keep other people from getting COVID. That was a lie. Yeah, Everything y'all say is a lie. And Dr. Fauci. And you still, so for some reason, I don't know how you do it. You made some deal with the devil, but you all these lies you've told for all these years. You don't seem to have a problem with it. You laugh like little schoolgirls. But you have to know that why, your soldiers are just ripped to pieces because all you do is lie. You have to know you're lying. There's no way you're this okay, stupid. You're you. intelligent thank people. You, we have intelligent conversations, but all you do is thank lie. You, 
So maybe Thanks your religion Steven. tells you just a lie. I don't know. Hey, more who, power who to you. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking Thank to? Thank you, Stephen. The people Joseph? that I'm talking to right now on the Joseph show that have lied for years and have been Joseph. proven to be liars. Well, if you're talking to the king, okay. don't do drugs, children. Don't do Joseph. drugs, children. Oh, hey, Joseph. Oh, I'm, I'm talking to the person. Crystal Go ahead, Joseph. bad for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's ongoing genocide. Uh, it should be stopped. It should be a ceasefire. We should have a one-state solution that is peaceful, where everybody can live with rights as human beings as they should. And all of this nonsense these warmongers are beating the drums for and then talking about Jesus in the same sentence lets you know the state of, <laughs> of their own Christianity. But it is what it is. But yeah, this is a sad situation, man. And it's only getting worse. And, and the worst part about this is, though, Social media has involved the world in a way that it never has to this dynamic. Usually they can get away with doing whatever they want to. We can go back to 2013. They had a march of peaceful return where they decided they would walk up to the fence and say, hey, we don't want any violence. We just want peace. We want this to stop. You know what the answer was from Israel? They used snipers to shoot them down, uh, standing in the middle of a field, holding kites and asking for peace. So Bull crap. That is Bull crap. No, Redneck, oh, crap. I don't believe you for a minute. I don't believe you. what you believe. You're a redneck. You don't know anything. So anyway, this is a terrible, terrible, tragic thing for the world. Bullshit. through social media and the video, the rest of the world actually sees what's going on in a way that they never have. And public relations-wise, Israel has never taken a hit like they have during this war. Uh, Joe Biden is feeling the pressure in this polling because young people have told him if he's going to continue this and funding this, they will not vote for him. So, yeah, the world is waking up and changing. They see this for what it actually is. You have one group Genocide. of people who want another group of people gone. Hey, 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 and it's that Israel does redneck, not redneck. want Palestinians not gone. You're full of crap. You're full of crap, dumbass. Not to turn redneck. I'd rather be a redneck than a dumbass. Thank you, Aguna. I'm happy to be a redneck, dumbass. Language, language. Jesus. What would Jesus do in this situation? He wouldn't be with Keith and Stephen. That's for damn sure. Oh my gosh, okay. They're great. He would condemn you all. Yeah, because you can speak for God. Anyway, so at the end of the day, this is going to be Based on God's word, yeah. Ah, that's enough, okay? We laughed at you. Based enough. on God's word, he would condemn you. Okay, at the end of the day, again, he's not going to let At the end of the day, he would condemn you. Triggered, Shut up, Rick. Really, all right, so you saw the drone strike, but this is going to set a president. Again, we're trying to de-escalate, right? So the more, even, you know, you hear Keith talking about he's going to destroy Gaza and do all these things, that's just going to elevate the Palestinians' issue. And it's going to demonize Israel even more. That's mm -hmm. why Joe Biden is trying to step in and say, hey, slow down. We already know that you can obliterate the Gaza Strip. Show some restraint. Let's get to a solution. Let's be the adults in the room and show some restraint. Because as long as you go in there and you're doing these drone strikes and you're doing these things and people are suffering to humanitarian crisis, it's going to make Israel look like the bad guys and it looks like the non-negotiators. I know you're going to say that they were provoked. There are things that have happened there that no one wants. Right, but there's a lot of loss of life. I'm going to use your favorite president's words on both sides. You say on both so sides. As, the, as the arbitrator of peace, the U.S. should come in there and show some leadership. So 
at the end but of the day, you, know, you have people on the show who have an agenda, so they're not going to see any good out of conversation. They're going to try to yell over you. They're going to call you names. They're going to use curse words on a show because they don't have any other expanded vocabulary. And then when we're actually coming on here and talking sensibly, they run away because you have this pe these people in an echo chamber. It just shows goes to show you how anti-intellectual and anti-data, anti-knowledge people really are. And so that's the bigger problem in this country. At the end of the day, we can't come in there and, and talk sensibly about peace. What can we really do? And what's your agenda? Thank you. That's what you get from these fake Christians. Cousin man. Todd. Fake Christians. Okay. They're piece of shit, man. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, Nas. You're a fake Christian. No, if he's going to say I'm a fake Christian, then I'm going to tell him he's... Steven. Redneck got me. What do we say about speaking like that on the if show? If a man tells me I'm a fake Christian, I'm going to tell him he's a piece of shit. <laughs> what did I say about using curse words on the show? Relax, man. Tell, that, tell him not to call me. Oh, man. That. Tell him not to call he's me a fake Christian. How about that? He's not cursing Tell him not to call me a fake Christian. He's not cursing at you. Tell him not to call me a fake Christian. I don't care. Words are words. No, tell him to stop. I'll stop. I'll stop using a bad word every time he stops calling me a name. That's how it's been all night. That's why I called him. When he called me a redneck, I called him a dumbass. When he said I'm a fake Christian, Christians are really sensitive. Do, do Christians curse? Even. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, yes, we did. Well, um, you can curse, that? but not on this show. You can curse wherever you want, but not on the show. You know, we don't use that. He doesn't hey, but well, control, you know control, that. can they control your animal? Control your animal. Cousin Todd, go ahead, Cousin Todd. Okay. I'm not. I'm not calling him names. I'm responding to what he's called. Steven, you called me names. Shut up. You called me names, Stephen. On this show, I called so, you sweet. What is wrong with this dude? Uh, I don't know. It's, he's it's, high. A, it's, it's a mess. So, the meth lab. Todd, the go ahead. What? We're out of Todd, time. What did I call you? The meth lab. Stop. Dumb. Dumb, you call me dumb, but that's all right. Look at him. Uh, okay, so we're, we're talking about Israel, and it's amazing yeah. to me how Christians so called uh, okay, uh, want war and they don't feel like uh, there can be a solution without war. Now, I don't know where you get that from because thou shall not kill, remember that. Uh -huh. uh, I'm and so, and what about uh, finding a solution, two state, one state, just finding a solution where these people who are not going anywhere can uh, live in harmony. You can't have one side that's going to demolish the Gaza Strip. You can't, the world is not uh, tolerating this well. And so the world is turning against the Jews. You see, don't you, looking at it on a global scale, people are not backing the Jews in this. They look like they're bullying because when children are being killed, 
It's not so pretty. You don't see a bunch of men getting killed. You see women and children. And all they say is, sorry, war is ugly. This is Keith and Stephen I'm talking about. Because so it's just, uh, we've got to find a better way. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, it's not going to end well for him. If this keeps going, he's, it's not going to end well for him. Collective punishment, one of the standards for genocide. That's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Israel shall prevail. God is with Israel. They hide behind the children that. and the women because they're cowards. Right, they're hiding behind them. And you I know. <laughs> Just think about the logic. Uh, Stacy, you're muted. Yeah, the logic. Yeah, think about okay, the logic. Okay, thank you there. so much. Thank you for telling me I'm muted, bro. So if you guys aren't going to talk over me when I'm doing the outro, we're leaving. I'm doing the outro. Do not talk over me. I didn't hear you. To our first responders, that's right. It's not your fault. I was on mute. I didn't realize that. To our first responders in our communities, you make our lives livable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the women and men of the U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose on the show. We are forever indebted on behalf of Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican. Your Royal Highness. Royal Highness. Yeah. The independent thinker. The before and after picture. I'm a man. Keith, you wish you, you a wish constitutional you constitutional conservative. Everything Stephen says is correct. I ain't lied yet. I ain't Brosif. lied yet. Thank you for joining us, Brosif. We truly appreciate your perspective. The redneck killer. Listen to and me. And my cousin Todd. Crazy. You see, I'm Stacy Johnson. Let's keep this conversation going on X. Stephanie Stallworth, the Flow Television Network, Instagram, um, TikTok, and who else did I live? Twitch. Uh, we'll see you next week, I hope. I don't know. I mean, the way these people go on and on. Good what night. a way to start the new year. A Stephen Meltdown in five, four, three, two. I'm a man. I'm not a redneck. I'm a man. You ain't no king. You ain't so bad. What's price crystal meth in your area? Yeah. Even you need to chill, man. This is a 2024. All right. 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Good night. I mean, you got to look at all the flames of all the evil that comes out of y'all's mouth, man. It burns my feet, bro. What is wrong no, with you? That's the crystal meth. That's what that yeah, is. That's right. the meth in the basement that's burning your feet. All right. right. All right. Good night. Good night. For y'all to be on the side you're on, it's crazy.